Do you hear that creepy voice? Recording in progress. <laughs> it's creepy. <laughs> then you have this unrealistic expectation of what it's supposed to be like. Oh, for sure. And then you think some of these things that are going on, you're like, oh, well, that's totally, totally normal. Well, it's not. If you can hear my voice, you're back listening to, to an extent. You're joining us for episode six. Let's talk about sex. I'm Jeanette, and I'm your host, but I'm not the only one you're going to meet along the way. I have a great lineup of co-hosts who are going to help me answer the questions you never knew you wanted answered. So let's get into it. Hold on. We're coming at you. This one will be a fun one. This one, we're going off pretty much no notes. Uh, the only thing that we know is kind of what our, our tagline is, that um, we need to normalize talking about sex. I think we've given this warning before, but if you're related to us and you don't want to hear about this, this is your disclaimer. Proceed with caution. Uh, know that there may be some content that may not be appropriate for all listeners. Do you have many discussions about sex with people? Um... I don't know that I would define it as many, but define as many. my best friends are my family. So, you know, you just talk about whatever you feel like talking about. And most of the time it's either poop or some sexual innuendo. Sexual innuendo. That's yeah. That's what she said. Jokes are easy and they're funny humor, but yeah, I've got a coworker who makes everything dirty, which makes life a little more interesting. So you got to be careful what you say. That's exhausting. It's like being married. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sex was not something we ever really talked about until I was probably in college. Parents-wise or? My mom had the conversation. I don't I don't ever really remember having the birds and the bees. Like that was just, I think because I was the youngest, I think it was just implied that you're going to figure this out or your siblings are going to tell you. <laughs> and if they um, don't, they've failed you. <laughs> right. Um, and then the discussion was, I prefer that you didn't do it, but if you are going to do it, tell me so we can at least make sure you're not stupid about it. Yeah. I think I that's think similar to how my conversation went. I, I, yeah. But now, now as we've grown older, some of the questions and conversations, uh, I just had this really bad like memory that just popped in of like, just all these things about if sex were a normal conversation, like this bad memory wouldn't have just popped in. But the older I've gotten, the more uh, sex is a, a normal topic. Sometimes it's still awkward, but I think that's a lot more just me. I don't think it's the sex. Yeah, but it's a it's a, a sensitive topic for a reason. It's not something that you should just openly talk about to anyone, I don't think. I would say close relatives, family, and close friends. I mean... Because if you can't confide in someone, then you're going to confide in no one. And it really just reminds me of, <laughs> we were hooked on a show on there besides Fixer Upper called Welcome to Plath, though. If you haven't seen it, it it's worth a watch. And it definitely re- can be reminiscing some, but not a lot of our childhood in a small town, I guess, in a sense. But these this family... I can't remember if it's how many siblings, five or six, but we're into season three now, I think. And the oldest is married and he was confessing to his wife that 
him, his parents never talked. They don't have TV. They, his family just, they decided that that was, you know, how they were going to raise their kids was no TV, their Christian home, like their homeschool. They don't have interactions with any other humans. I mean, besides their siblings and their plot of land like that they lived on, which is cool in a sense. But, you know, so this is where we are at this point where this husband is confessing to his wife that he's first and first discovery of sex. Well, <laughs> and it's going to totally ruin it, but it's totally worth discussing. He if you decide to watch the show, he discusses his first masturbation was at little tiny church he said and you they do show some pictures but it's maybe like five rows of 10 seats you know so that's how many people you can imagine were there and that was he was under the seats of his parents when he first realized like that and he you know he he confessed to his wife that it made him feel like he something was wrong with him because his parents never talked to him about it never he never went to them because he thought something he was messed up because of it. And so it's almost sad, but humorous, but <laughs> like in the same sense, but yeah, that's, that's what it just reminded me of. And we literally just watched that episode. So he found the happy forbidden button and didn't know what, what happened when he pushed it. Yeah. And even then, like he didn't, he confessed, you know, he didn't really even know then what was going on and longer and longer and the first time that his parents and only time his parents ever talked to him about sex was the night before he married his wife. Could you imagine if that was the first, first conversation? Yeah. Like a real, real, real time he had ever thought about. Cause he just have to imagine that you do. Right. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I guess I don't know because I was, my parents did, you know, take that at least some conversation and I was in public school. So that just ruins you. Yeah, I feel like that's a natural part of life. Now, I'm like when I was in school, they split you up for that that portion of health class. That whole one day that you know everybody's parents had to sign the waiver or else you couldn't do it. That that whole day, and they split. So I don't I don't know I don't even know what they covered in the guy's side of that. I know what they covered for the females, but at no point I don't ever remember talking about sex. I think it was very much abstinence education, which I remember any of it. I'm not a proponent of, I'm just be real honest. I think, I think absence education is careless. Yes. I think abstinence is a very, very important thing. And I think there's a lot more, a lot more to sex other than just sex itself and, you know, the biblical standing. Um, but I also think that you're stupid if you don't think that hormones and teenagers are, are going to engage in things because it feels good. Yeah. Or, or it's new or nobody's talking to them about it and yeah. what else are they going to do with it? In case our, our listeners don't know, Taylor's married. She's got some, some small children running around. Um, so she's married. So I am not, I am single. I've got a dog. Um, so obviously we're in very different, different stages of life and kind of. Which really makes it the best topic. I think for the, for the audience to have, you know, two very, differencing sides to merge together and look at the differences and the similarities between that. Yeah. So I think it's definitely okay. Uh, in my opinion, I think it's, it's, I think it's okay. And I, I, 
I don't want to say I encourage it because I don't want your husband to hear it and think that I want to hear anything about it. But I think it's more normal for you to be like, yeah, I think my husband's hot. Like, yeah, I want to jump his bones. Like, obviously keep it, keep it clean. But I think that's a very normal thing. Yes, it would be abnormal. It would feel so abnormal and fake and unrelational between us, between anyone, if I couldn't say, yeah, my husband's the best looking dude. Like, forget about it. Like when your husband, like we we just talked about it a couple of weeks ago, where your husband made a comment about the first time that he met you. It was all about the yoga pants. Yes. Yes. True. I forgot about that. And like for a male, that's a whole nother topic that would only add to this conversation if there was a male perspective. But <laughs> I think, I think we'll, the adding would be. <laughs> I think we may make a part two. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. They just they they have a different kind of filter. I feel like, and yes. they share, but they don't share, and it's it's so unique to to men. And we kind of do the same thing, but I'm a woman. So it feels <laughs> super biased. And I'm like, well, our ways, but you know, <laughs> our way isn't as vulgar or whatever word you want to use. <laughs> but How is it vulgar? Because we're not used to it. It's not how we would take it. Well, for, I would say, here's my example. Yeah. It's not really, I don't mean vulgar. That's not the word I want to use more. Um, <laughs> I think blunt is the word I'm looking for blunt. Sometimes my husband is just blunt and it's a hundred percent exactly what he's thinking. You know what I mean? It's, that is just what it is. And that's, I mean, that's intimacy. Like why would you want him? Why do I want him to filter it? I don't when other people around, maybe I do. (laughs) Now, now when he makes those comments, like Obviously, sometimes you're like, shut up. Like, that's not appropriate. But like on the inside, are you like, wow, he is that bold. Like he's going to say that in front of anybody. (laughs) Dang, he must like me. He's, I think what comes to my mind is shut up. (laughs) You're embarrassing me. And I think you're trying to embarrass me. (laughs) The fact that he is willing to put it out there. Yeah. No, he's never, yeah, shy about that. So that that would be disconcerting or whatever the you know disheartening if he if it was something where he didn't and sometimes i think on the reverse i can be that way to him and so he maybe not his love language isn't even words but me lacking in the response or whatever it's like why can't you just be we're married why can't it be normal right and so maybe it's on the side yeah, there's two sides to every conversation or there's two sides to that is what I want to say. Yeah. Like I know, I think sex has definitely become a lot more casual. I think that's, and that, that's sad for me because it also makes, yeah. it makes dating really difficult, especially mm-hmm. I'm not a, uh, I'm not a 19, 20 year old kid out there in the dating world. I'm, I'm in my, I'm in my thirties. So dating in my thirties, I mean, there's certain expectations out there because sex is, oh, you know, it's just sex. For me, it's not, but. Right. Agreed. It, and when guys it, say, when guys say things like your husband would say, and you guys are married, it's a little uncomfortable. I'm like, um, if, if I'm on a date with a guy and he says the same things that your husband would say. Oh, oh, oh. It's a little like, whoa, pump the brakes there, chief. Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. We ain't there yet. First or second date. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. 
I mean, I've, this will be the first introduction to a bad date story. So I've, I've, I've got plenty of them. I've got plenty of them. Yeah. So yeah, normalizing talking about sex because obviously the internet world is at your fingertips. That's way farther than I even, yeah, can imagine. But like I said, I feel like males can be, it can be different. It can be very difficult for them. I mean, that's just the way God made them. Let's just be truthful. That's just the way God made them. Not that women aren't, you know, some women don't have that struggle because that's a real struggle, but that's a very hard thing. I mean, the internet's at your fingertips. So you've got, you're and and if people aren't telling you, if you don't have a valid source of information, mm-hmm. then you're going out. And if you do, it, as as a female, a young female, you experience porn, and that's not that's not what it's really like. So then, even a young male, I mean, yeah. Then you have this unrealistic expectation of what it's supposed to be like. Oh, for sure. And then you think some of these things that are going on, you're like, oh, well, that's totally totally normal. Well, it's not. So being able to actually talk, talk to an adult or talk to, yeah, an adult, I'm going to say an adult for uh, sure to be able to get reliable information. Like I knew what, what the internet and movies and stuff said, what your first time was going to be. And then like, oh, my started, it was, it was not like it, it started out nice because there was a picnic and. You know, and then it it was like it was an evening picnic and then it started raining. And so we went and it was just one of those like, oh, and then it was not rainbows and unicorns and it was not a pleasant thing. Uh -uh. It was in college. So there's dorm rooms involved. and There's a lot more semantics that I'm not going to go into. But it it was definitely like it was not what the movie said it was going to be. Not the movies. Never is. That's one of my biggest pet peeves on a side note. That could be another good podcast pet peeves. Um, sorry, side note. Side note to the side note. <laughs> but like overall, the way movies portray things irks me. Uh, just really can get on my nerves. Like childbirth goes along with that, I think, in the way that they normalize sex in videos. Um, but they normalize the idea of childbirth being... <laughs> I don't know, the same kind of kind concept as sex. Like it's perfect and it's wonderful. And you breathe a couple times and push a couple times and out comes the baby. And you know, that's that's not realistic and it's not the way God intended it. And the same goes for sex. And a hundred percent of well, I shouldn't say a hundred percent, but ninety percent of the time it feels like they're not even portraying it in the basic way that God portrayed wants it portrayed and that's it only in marriage. And so that's where they just, I mean, you can't go right from there and that's what makes it the hardest. Yeah. And I think, um, and I think as a culture too, the whole, I'd be really curious to see studies on, on what, uh, what people, people in a biblical sense are looking at as far as marriage, like in, in waiting, especially in the day and age where everything's at your fingertips right away and you get, no free seven day trial, free 30 day trial. Like you just don't know who you're, how can you, and that's the, it's a hard argument. Like how can you really know somebody without knowing them, you know, and being with them and it is a hard argument. And, but that's just not the way God, he knows best. You know, we don't know best. We just have to trust that what he's saying 
you know, this is the person you will be married to and love for the rest of your life and they will love you. And I feel like that, that piece like solidifies it even for a man. I don't guess I've ever really talked to Ben about that, but like to know that I agree to never have sex with someone else. And so does he like that, that has to be something. Do you know what I mean? That has to be so much intimacy and so much, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for there? Like intent, I guess, to just stay and stick it out always to the very end, no matter what, beyond other things, there are other parts to marriage, obviously, but that's a core one. God talks about it. If you can't control your urge, get married. Otherwise don't get married. That's what he says. <laughs> I mean, worldly says sex makes the world go round. And I mean, sex, sex is a driver for lots of things. Sex sells. It's not just, it's not just a phrase. It's, it's proven. Mm-hmm. Sexualize something and it's, it's bound to help or, well, help may not be the right word. Sexualize something and it's bound to cause, cause a conversation, cause a stir, which is funny. Because, yeah. Because the world is really, really sexualized, but talking about actual legitimate sex is not. In the form it was intended to be. Right. And like my fear is I know, I know plenty of younger girls that me growing up, I didn't, yes, I have sisters, but I didn't go talk to them about anything like that. Like that wasn't. Like in movies. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, did you have, did your little sisters come to you and have conversations about sex? No, 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 no. No, I mean, I think the closest even that we would talk about anything related to boys would just be on a very basic level when we were in school. You know what I mean? As young, young girls, young teenagers, like this is who I'm dating. And I really feel like it didn't get farther than that. Maybe I'm not remembering correctly, but correct me if I'm wrong, sisters. But I really don't remember it being something that was oh so open. And that's I think that's the issue. If you can be open and honest about it, then you're probably doing something you shouldn't and know you shouldn't be. And, you know, back in the day, it was normal to run to your sister's room and, or whatever, run to your best friend if you don't have a sister or whatever, and just chitter chat about that stuff because they weren't doing all the things that they should. They were just dreaming about it. And, oh, this man is so dreamy and I can't wait to marry him. And those aren't the conversations that I had because... I wasn't the perfect angel <laughs> that these movies portray these women to be. Oh, I, I, I definitely no, not at all. Yeah, I, th- I think we all make stupid, stupid mistakes in high school. I just, I think, um, I think our parents maybe just desperately hope that it's not too bad and they don't have to do a whole lot about it. <laughs> and it's not through their faults of their own. I think they just, do, I mean, how do you, how do you bring up? It's a tough, when you, tough, when tough. You start, when do you start talking about sex with your kid? And at what point, like there's 12 year olds having sex. Like, are you kidding me? Boys still had cooties at 12. <laughs> they did. <laughs> They're maybe not cooties, but you know what I mean? Like, it, I don't know. So, and like the whole, I've had conversations with teenagers about like, yes, sex is great. Sex feels good. This is coming from somebody who's not married. So obviously I shouldn't be saying this, right? No, sex does feel good. But there's also, if you're going to do it, know that there's a lot more than just the physical part of it. Because then there's the baggage and all the other repercussions that could potentially come. And then you have that hanging over your head. Mm-hmm. 
And I don't oh. want to say I don't want to say that girls have it worse because they don't. Uh, but definitely, girls have a longer repercussion if if things don't go as planned. They're more emotional. They're more emotionally attached to every piece of a relationship, including sex. So yes, not that men can't be because they are, whether they admit it at first or not, but um, because that's what gets them hooked and gets you married, just saying, but it's the emotional part that they can connect you with. But um, you just have to find a way to do that without sex. Exactly. It's easier. Shockingly enough. It's, it's actually easier without sex. Just take it from experience, very much experience. It's actually easier to do it without sex. So there's that little key point for you. (laughs) So yeah, sex, it's not, it's not a taboo word. It's not a dirty word. Uh, I, I think it's, it's a really good conversation to have with the right people. And I, I think it needs to be talked about more. And I think you need to be able to find those people that you're able to ask questions. I think you're, you should be able to find somebody that you can go and say, Hey, I mean, you don't need to be discussing dirty details, but sex is a wonderful, wonderful thing. But I think there's a time and a place. And and I I think everybody's on their own journey. And I think um, where they're at with their, their journey, I think it's, it should be conversation. I don't think, I don't think there's anything bad. So yeah. Um, I think at the top level, it should be parents who normalize it. And that's personally Ben and I's first and foremost goal in our lives to make sure that our kids understand and know where we stand and know where God stands and, you know, want that for their lives, but not going to be like the first time. I think Ben would be okay if I share this. The first time he hears about sex or girls is on the school bus on his way to school when he was 10 like that, which is, it could be a conversation starter for sure, but that's just where we wouldn't, we don't want to miss the opportunity. And I can think of friends in school who their path in life, whether or not it's this or not, you know, their parents were more open and understanding and, you know, whether you made a mistake or not, not that my parents weren't, we just didn't talk about it. And so that's where it's a, it's a different conversation that we, we, we strive for. So if anybody's listening, that's a parent, <laughs> that's where we feel like I really am passionate about normalizing it. I guess I did have a final thought. I'd say that was a very good that final thought. So, <laughs> yeah, that's a, uh, that's a wrap. So we realized we ended episode six pretty quickly, but that doesn't mean the conversation has to end. We would love for you to find us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. Shoot us an email if you want. Keep that conversation going. Don't let this be the end. Since it's the season of giving, next Monday, we're going to release a very special Christmas edition podcast. So keep your eyes open, set an alarm so you don't forget, and don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on your Christmas gifts.